Welcome back, listeners. Morse Code here. All I have to say this episode is welcome back, Eric Pearl. He's back in the bunker with Josh. Perhaps he's integral for Josh's plan to take over the world? Only time will tell on this one. And with us right now, we've got Dr. Eric Pearl. Uh, Dr. Pearl, you are someone that has been uh, very influential in my life. Uh, you are the author of the book, The Reconnection. You're the founder of The Reconnection and Reconnective um, uh, at thereconnection.com. And uh, thank you so much for, for coming back. <laughs> so we've actually already done a, a wonderful interview. I haven't heard part one. Please go listen to that. So you understand uh, Dr. Eric's uh, background uh, and kind of the impact uh, that, that he has in the world uh, and kind of his, his experience. Uh, what a crazy, crazy supernatural experience to happen to someone that really wasn't expecting it uh, and kind of how you've been able to take this gift and uh, kind of bring it to the world. So, uh, so first off, Dr. Pearl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's absolutely my pleasure. It was a joy doing the first interview with you and going through the background of things and i'm very much looking forward to you today and the world has changed so let's do another interview yes well let's talk about the changing world and i and that was actually one of the areas that i was most excited to bring you back on just to talk about uh you know your experience of your, I guess your perception of the kind of the human experience what we're experiencing right now as you know, as many people are being impacted, most people are being impacted, everyone's being impacted personally uh, in one way or another, um, some more tragic than others. And so uh, what what have you been talking about or teaching or uh, sharing during this time? Well, we have taken this opportunity to really increase our um, conversation with our community, with the Reconnective Healing community, and inviting others who are interested in um, the subject of bringing healing into their own lives and bringing healing into the lives of others into our conversations as well. We've been doing um, gatherings via Zoom on Sundays um, here in English, and we've been doing them with um, other countries during the week. Also, um, realizing how you know a lot of people are experiencing this um what in a lot of states we're they're terming shelter in home experience yeah. in different ways some people absolutely don't go out the front door and they'll um talk to their children if their children come to visit through the front door <laughs> um others sort of look forward to going food shopping because it gets them outside in a little bit um, here they've assigned um, the responsibility that if we leave our homes, we have to wear a mask. And it's very interesting mm. to see who complies and who does not and read their reasons for either way. But, um, you know, we're at home. We're at home by ourselves. We're at home with our families. What do we do and how do we empower and help keep our families also in a state of as much ease and comfort during this change as possible? So one of the things that we've been um, really sharing with our people and highlighting is that maybe about a year and a half ago, 
two years at most. Jillian and I, um, with um, the help of Anna Clavel at our office, put together a beautiful, thank God it's here now, um, eight hours, I think it comes with an extra two hours to of a, an online program and it's called The Portal. The Portal mm-hmm. means the doorway and it's a portal or doorway into finding the healing frequencies, what science calls the reconnective healing frequencies of, or spectrum of energy, light and information and learning how to use it. So over this time, you know, a lot of people don't have a focus for um, an eight or 10 hour training program. You know, if I heard that, I'd go, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I can't possibly do that. So um, it was designed beautifully for people like me who can't do something like that because right. in each hour, there's five, six, seven, eight minute segments, you know, eight minutes of this, nine minutes of that, six minutes of the other. So there's philosophy. There's um, some of the science. There's learning how to actually feel these frequencies and play with them. And if we have time or if you want to today, we can share that a little bit, you and I and the listening, watching audience to experience some of that. But you can actually feel it through these frequencies. So we take you through exercises of learning how to deepen your intensity and awareness of them, exercises where you can play with them with models. And then we can work with our parents, with our kids, with whoever's feeling just um, maybe agitated or confined in home. We find that it instantly relaxes people, brings them to ease. People who aren't feeling well, of course, it's reconnective healing. They usually tend to feel and do much better health-wise. So this is a way for us to go within, to access the healing within ourselves, to facilitate it for others, not only in our homes, but we begin to show you how you can also help others in other places via distance. Because as we know from science, at least back as early as Einstein and, and maybe even a little before, is that Everyone is touching, even when it seems like no one is touching. I mean, if you you, yeah. you, you take you, you take a, a rock and you bang on it, and it's solid. But if you look at it up close under electron microscope, you find that it's mostly what science would call empty space. And, right. And it's not just that the rock is empty space, but how far do you go down? Do you go down to um, an atom where you see a couple um, protons, protons and neutrons? clumped together in a nucleus, and then there's this huge electron circling around it. So even then, we can see the space between the electron and the atoms, I mean, and and the protons and the neutrons. But that clump of protons and neutrons, the the, uh, nucleus of the atom, isn't really touching either. If you look at it, you take two protons and blow them up so they're the size of an orange each. The distance in that nucleus between those two protons is, get this, two and a half football fields, which means the electrons are way out in space. So what's holding us together is the same thing as what's holding each little molecule together is not empty space, but it's actually a field of information, energy, light, and information. And therefore, Logically, if we just say, hey, well, that's nature and that's our bodies, then we begin to understand what science and quantum physics is explaining to us that we are living in a macrocosm of this. So in actuality, Josh, when I 
play with these frequencies and allow myself to receive, you and I are sharing a space and you are receiving then also in your healing. Whereby we're changing this field. Fascinatingly enough, with reconnective healing, it functions outside of two things, space, as we talked about, and time. Yeah. Therefore, someone watching this interview 10 years after you and I have had this chat will feel and experience not only the same thing, but because this reconnective healing frequency field is expanding on the planet, they will be receiving even more than in this moment. You know, I want to point out a couple of things. And first off, before I do, you know, just in case you don't have a background on kind of the work that, that Dr. Pearl has done, kind of speaking to the person who's watching or listening to our conversation, um, you've had some very nice things said about you, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, um, a lot of Hollywood A-listers uh, have been big fans of your work. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, to the person that might be a little, you know, I'm kind of open to this, you know, but you know, it's, you know, I don't really focus a whole lot on, you know, ooey gooey uh, spiritual stuff. Um, I, I want to maybe just propose a couple of things to consider. And that is, have you ever experienced being with someone and you just, you feel that connection with that person and there's just something maybe a little bit more there uh, than think of, you know, maybe um, maybe not now if you're kind of been in too close a quarters, but think of when you first met your spouse or your partner and, you know, some of those feelings, you know, some of it, yes, love, infatuation, that sort of thing. But, you know, the, the soul can, I believe, can just feel that connection. You know, in the end, I, I believe that we're all, we are, I mean, scientifically, we're all energy. I mean, that's all that it really is. Um, so there's that. And then another thing I want to throw in here to consider, again, to the person who's like, hey, okay, Josh, uh, is, you know, what is mindfulness and what is the ben benefit of mindfulness? And so connection, not with other, not just with other people, but also connection with who you are on the inside that, you know, that, that unconscious or subconscious sense of self, like who is that? What is that? And so a lot of people will talk about, you know, achieving mindfulness and peace and, you know, the power of meditation and what that is that gives you, I can tell you, uh, Dr. Pearl, that I don't really understand it all, but I know that I feel happier. I feel more at peace. And so therefore, when I have that foundation of peace and wellness and balance, I perform better. I do better at in my business. I do better in my work. I do better in my service of other people. So uh, I, I just want to throw that out there and, and kind of throw the, hand the ball back over to you. <laughs> no, that, that, that's beautiful. That's great. It makes absolute sense and today is different than when reconnective healing first showed up it showed up in 1993 let me tell you um just in short as, as you know i had a busy thriving chiropractic practice in los angeles at that time and 
you know, people were reporting these healings and coming to me and saying, you know, what did you do? My child is walking again. Uh, they're not having seizures any longer. The, I showed up at the hospital for my surgery to remove the tumor. Um, and I got there and it was gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm not doing anything. And don't tell anyone. I mean, in, in my position, you know, <laughs> that might not have been the thing I was thinking or my ego wanted necessarily to be spread and of course, with those types of things happening and the media coming and researchers coming to see what was going on in my practice, um, you couldn't really contain that, nor mm -hmm. in, in retrospect, would that have been the right thing to do. Right. But what I'm saying is at that time, I lost friends. I lost social friends. I lost some friends that were in my life for a while thinking that I was losing my sanity, which I don't question. And I lost professional friends. Now, thank goodness over time, as science has been strongly substantiating reconnective healing and more and more word came back, you know, most of them came back and those that didn't went the direction that they needed to go in. But, you know, many more new people have filled my life and filled the ranks of reconnective healing as it spread throughout the world as the book became translated in 40 different languages and jillian and i are planning on releasing a new book um, this year and um the time is different i couldn't have gotten into the hospital if i pulled up in an ambulance at that point mm -hmm. in time and you know today we speak about reconnective healing in hospitals and universities all around the globe so yes i understand going maybe i'm open to this i even understand people going you know this is ridiculous i used to think people fell into three groups people who were open to something beyond the five senses people who believed in something beyond the five senses and people who definitely didn't but you know once you interact with this those groups no longer exist for you. You're in another group. You know it is just as much as you know that this glass of water is real. You don't have to believe in the water for it to exist. It just is. We just are. And um, this is a new level of being. And the only thing, strange as this is, we are our worst enemies. The only thing that can hold us back, that can limit us from fully accessing this expanded level of existing in our own lives and sharing that with others is our fear of it, which tends to manifest in issues of worthiness. Am I worthy enough to receive a healing? Am I worthy enough to be able to facilitate healings for others as well? Um, and the ego, the concern of what might others think? And as soon as we become more self-referential, where it matters not what people think, then we find as we step into our own true path, worthiness issues along with that tend to disappear. Because again, worthiness is how we're judged by others and how we judge ourselves. And the funny thing is, is when we stop judging others and we stop judging ourselves, we stop feeling judged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for right now, uh, if someone is feeling a lot of stress because, uh, you know, they've lost their income, uh, they've got bills that are due, they don't, they're, they're, they're very uh, uncertain. They're, they're like the future feels very uncertain. 
that's a lot to process. That's a lot to, uh, that's a lot of weight to feel. What would you recommend as like a best course of action from a spiritual standpoint uh, to, 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 you know, to kind of feel a bit more peace when you have these external forces in, in our lives? Well, you know, there's the approach of viewing this as spiritual. And then there's the understanding that quantum, through quantum physics, is in many ways the same thing. Because as we know from conscious from, from quantum physics, is that even beyond the, the 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 understanding that we are energy, you know, it used to be not so long ago that we were taught that we were physical matter and we emitted energy. Um, and now we understand that it's just the reverse, that it's energy that we are. And that's what's allowed us to express ourselves in physical matter. Ultimately, beyond that, it's really consciousness. It's really awareness that we are. We are awareness first. And that's what allows us to perceive because our perception is on a portion of that awareness we all exist as in a field. So in other words, there's, it's like looking at the ocean and then you perceive a wave. The wave is a part of that ocean. Our perception is a part of the awareness that we are. So looking in to the way you're approaching this, action. How do we want to view the concept of action? We think of an action as a to-do. I'm going to put the shovel away in the garage. Um, it's not really that. There's an action in being. And it's about being which is not doing. It's an awareness. Um, there is a building concept. There's a looking forward and realizing we're all in this state of rest right now. You know, maybe we didn't choose it, but we are. And if we look outside, we may be seeing things and people crumbling a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's not maybe the time to put our life on hold, but maybe to pause for something else, to allow an awareness of building. Because we will be somewhere soon. What are we building for? How about planting? Planting seeds in awareness and consciousness and reading and looking into things that help us grow from the inside. Because you look out and you see a dirt field maybe, but underneath it, the seeds are growing and developing and they will become seedlings and burst through the surface. So um, there are many things that we can do that allow us eventually just from our perception, to find peace. And peace allows for creativity, and creativity inspires. So it's time to, you know, pick up that musical instrument you thought about or you had somewhere in the back and turn on the internet and take a lesson or yeah. sing with it. It's, it's time to do many things. But um, doing is an interesting thing because it's not really the doing. What, what do you say to somebody who says, gosh, okay, that sounds great, but I'm not feeling motivated right now. Uh, you know, right now people are seeking comfort food. They're, you know, just like, Ugh, I need some, I just need chewing gum for my brain right now. Like I just, 
um, like because of the stress, I can't even imagine undertaking something like that. Now, you know, you got different personality types. Uh, you know, for me, you know, I think my coping mechanism is I've just really dived into my work. Uh, and for me, that's, um, you know, it's interesting, right? Because you hear stories about, and I forget who the example, you've been seeing these examples floating all over, like, you know, during the, uh, during the plague, you know, about the great works that were created and, uh, you know, that can happen. Um, but, you know, I, I have a particular um, compassion uh, for people who are, are really kind of pulling back and retreating and, and understandably so. Like, I totally get that because of the fear uh, that I think is a lot of, maybe if you watch a lot of media or whatever, it can be like, oh gosh, it can be debilitating. Um, but, but I guess how could, you know, how could that person who doesn't feel like learning to play the piano, for example, you know, what, what could they do? Well, I think the first thing that I found really um, helpful and I have been listening to other presenters that I respect say the same thing. And some of them, you know, they say every once in a while someone chastises me for this. They say it's irresponsible. Um, I, I hear the speakers saying, but they still are promoting this. And I'm suggesting the very same thing. Turn off the news, mm -hmm. turn off the whatever expo um, expletive you want to insert in front of the word news and turn right. off the expletive, the, 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 the whatever news. It's not that a blurb won't show up on your smartphone once in a while. It's not that you won't hear what's going on, but we've already learned how many different ways there are to wash our hands. We've already, we already know about the masks and, and the gloves. And, you know, if we focus on the news, it keeps circulating. Negativity, fear, lack, limitation. And yet if we allow ourselves to look around, we have a choice. We can ask ourselves, is this thought, each time we ever thought of this, empowering? Is it helping me to stay focused on how many deaths are here, there, and there, and where they're extending the shelter to? Or is it helping me to realize that everyone's going through the same thing? Is it possible? You don't have to accept this, but let's explore the possibility of it. Is it possible that this is part of a grand plan? Now, to me, and, and this is more identifiable to me and people who've learned reconnective healing, I believe that this intelligence showed up in 1993 hmm. so that we, we've taught over about 100,000 people around the world how to do reconnective healing, and we're ongoing teaching it on, on that home level through the portal, as we explained. Um, I believe it showed up because it knew this was coming and in preparation. I believe if we look around the world, we're going to see that we affect everyone's lives. How can we affect others' lives for the better? Call them. Call that relative you haven't spoken to in a while. Call that friend you hadn't thought about. Call the kid that you grew up with. How exciting would it be to introduce yourself with them? And when we find that we're doing things for others, our attention of negative intensity on ourselves leaves. And really what we're doing is we're helping everyone. I am going to even stress you further. When you do go into the supermarket, hopefully two or three weeks in between if you buy enough to keep you out of there. 
the smile you give to the checker or the bagger changes their lives. So if, if you've listened to, I don't know, Evan Alexander or, oh, I love Anita Murjani or others who have, um, from their own personal experience and from research, studied near-death experiences or life-after-death experience, they'll all tell you how even the person we pass on the bicycle wearing the mask, we've affected one another's lives in that stop focusing yeah. on us, let's unselfish ourselves because there's only so much we can pay attention to. Now, for a moment, Josh, are you open to um, sharing a little experience together? Let's do that. We got about 10 minutes left. Okay. We won't even need that. Okay. So here's my suggestion for everyone watching this. Take your left hand for a moment. Open the fingers up enough so that they begin to draw or just pull the skin a little bit to tighten it. So can you do that with us? Josh, great. Okay. Now, um, instead of straight out like that, turn your hand a little bit naturally sideways. Right. Bring your other hand up, do the same thing. Now, glide one hand back and forth a little bit. What do you feel, if anything? So, I mean, I... I mean, I've been doing this a little bit for about 12 okay. years. So I instantly, like, I feel that energy in my palm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what my brain thinks it is, okay. but it's there. I mean, I can't, I'm like, I'm feeling something. And it and doesn't then, and I'm, matter. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that energy kind of radiate from here too. Perfect. And it doesn't really matter what our brain thinks it is because it functions outside beyond the thinking mind. So for people who go, I don't feel anything. Obviously, you do feel the air. Everyone feels the air because the air is there. Just put your attention on it. Feel the air. As you move your hand back and forth, you feel the air move. It doesn't matter whether it's the air or not because it's the beginning of awareness. So imagine for a moment that there's an etheric rubber band attached to your right and left palms. Pull, stretch that rubber band and just let your imagination feel the rubber band pulling and pulling and resisting and stretching as you bring it just outward. Good. Now, take your right hand, bring it up and down. Slowly, just feel whatever you feel in your right hand. Feel whatever you feel in your left hand. Spread the fingers in your left hand. Good. Now, as you move up and down with your right hand, Holding your left hand still and those left fingers spread open, look at your fingers in your left hand. Are they really still? Josh, wash the fingers in your left hand as your right hand moves up and down. Feel, feel, and watch your left hand. Are your fingers still? I can see. I think I can see a little movement in them right now. Right. Right. You see that. Now, the question then for everyone is, are you moving your fingers or are your fingers seeming to be moving by themselves? If they're moving by themselves and you're not intentionally moving them, then what are they responding to? There's some kind of a field here. Stretch that rubber band out further. Watch your left hand, your fingers, as you stretch the rubber band on your right hand, you pull it further. 
for me, and look at you, your index finger. Yeah. <laughs> they start to move more. Yeah. So as we play with this, great. We've been watching our fingers, but now tune back inside. How are you feeling? Right in this moment, how's your state of mind? Yeah. It's for me, you know, we look at, you know, I, I'm, don't really enjoy meditation, but I know that like afterwards, I feel better. I mean, I feel more at ease, more at peace, more balanced. I feel, you know, the noise of the world or something that I had been kind of ruminating on earlier. It's kind of, it's a good exercise to just let go of that. So for me, this to me is more effective than um, you know, um, you know, and Chad, you know, or just like, you know, going through the think of nothing, think of nothing, think of nothing exercise, which my monkey brain, I have a tough time with that. But if I feel like I'm doing something here and I focus on this, uh, that to me is actually a much more effective way of, med of a meditative experience for me. And I feel, <sighs> I feel good. <laughs> and, <it's amazing. laughs> and that's what we want. <laughs> right. And what I love about this is it's fairly immediate. In doing this, notice I didn't direct your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I didn't say send the energy from one hand to the other. We don't send the energy to another person. I didn't say um, intend this result, intend that result. Because when we let go of our intentions, mm. in our intentions are telling God or love or the intelligence of the field or the universe, whatever name we want to call it, what we want and how we want it to happen. But when we let go of the intention and just experience and receive, we find experience and gifts coming to us that we've not even dreamed of. So maybe you're at home and you've got um, a parent who's bedridden and nervous and scared. Play this with them, begin to and watch how their life becomes easier and then watch how their life becoming easier allows yours and your children's and everyone else in your home to become easier. I strongly suggest right now, if nothing else but for self-preservation and for being able to help others, I would look at the portal. I would really look at the portal. Um, I'm not here to promote, and it wasn't my intention, but in asking what we can do, realizing today's circumstances are different, we're inside. What can we do that empowers us and makes life not just easier, kind of more, a lot more interesting and more fun is this. And then we can call people up and say, you know, guess what? Done this crazy thing. It might be kind of goofy. Humor me for a minute. Can we play a game and then start to play with them? Say, you know what? Relax for a little bit. Lie down. I'm going to work with you here. I'm going to feel these frequencies. I'm going to be thinking of you. And just lie down for three minutes or 10 minutes or something. And then let's talk afterwards and share your experience. Say, you know, and blame it on someone else. Say, you know, I listened to some goofy interview today, but just out of curiosity, humor me. And you will probably find a whole new world opening up to you. What we view as our reality is, once again, just that field of perception. If there's so much more of the universe, just like when we look at one thing on the internet, 
we're in the internet, but we're only allowing ourselves to perceive what shows up on our screen. We're no different as human beings. You know, we look at, you know, mushrooms, for example, they, they, they found this new discovery. They're so excited about this new discovery that mushrooms growing in the wild, when one of the mushrooms is not doing well health-wise, the other mushrooms send it and sense it, and they secrete energy fields, you can say, and, and other things to go over to the roots of the mushroom that's not doing well to heal. Mm-hmm. And we go, wow, look what happens somewhere in nature. What the hell are you thinking? There is no such thing as somewhere in nature. And yet we're surprised that human beings can do the same thing as mushrooms. What's the shock? We're surprised at the things we create, receive. We create the computer. It transduces information from a field. We go, yeah, that's right. That's the computer. Listen, silly. Where do you think the whole concept came from? You, your awareness as we allow ourselves to perceive awareness. Dr. Pearl, thank you so much for that. You know, one thing that I want to share with people is uh, a couple of things. <laughs> Number one, uh, the reconnection easily in my top five uh, spiritual books of all time. I mean, in terms of practical, how it directly impacted my life, I mean, it's, it's in the top three. Uh, in, in, and I've been how I've been able to practically use that to be able to center myself a lot better. And, you know, if there's something that's bothering me, you know, how to kind of just, um, you know, in, internally, uh, you know, spiritually heal whatever that thing is. And I've been able to, um, you know, really be a huge blessing to my family and friends as well as I've, you know, again, I said, humor me. <laughs> And let's just see if I can send, you know, I'll, I'll just say, I'm just going to send you some positive vibes right That's now. Right? Take, yeah, you, you can, although I probably wouldn't even use the word send. I yeah. might listen. It's more like listening is, is, is how it feels listen. to me. Listening, right. Because listening is receiving. What yeah. happens, Josh, if I send you something? That means in our perception, you're there mm-hmm. and I'm here. That already separates us. Oh, or we've separated plenty. Thank you. That's now, good. when I receive and you receive, we start to recognize the unification, the oneness of the world and the oneness of our existence. That allows us again to recognize how uniquely vital each and every one of us is to someone if we give it. You know, we all have a mission. Some of us hear it. Some of us maybe don't. Some of us do a job um, for the income and we lower the volume of our inner knowingness that's saying, but what makes your heart sing? There might be something else. Or, oh, if I go after something else, I might not have that income, especially right now. Well, guess what? Now is a great time to go after that something else. I didn't have that seeming luxury and different luxuries when reconnective healing first appeared. Um, And I want you to know, I had to go out and spend not just every penny that I had, but go into debt to get this work out because I knew I had to do it. Not I had to do it. I was being externally forced. I had to do it. I was being compelled Mm -hmm. by the knowingness of who and what I was. I would 
fly places just to speak to people. And they would say, well, why do you want to fly all the way out here? Because we're not going to pay you enough to cover your airfare. I said, I'm not coming for the airfare. I said, this word needs to get out. And I realized that if I do what I'm here to do, when I leave this physical body, this existence, this spin around, reconnective healing will continue here because it's for the growth of humanity. And, um, you know, I, I, I knew that from the inside and I even explored this once um, in my mind. I said, well, what are the two worst case scenarios with, you know, me doing this work, flying around the world, you know, sometimes Jillian and I have been flying 30, 40, you know, weeks a year traveling around the globe. And I, I thought, what's one of the two worst possibilities? A, I die, we show up at the pearly gates, wherever the heck we're all supposed <laughs> to end up. And St. Peter, or whoever's supposed to be there, is opening the book, scans it, finds my name, says Eric Pearl, Eric Pearl, Eric Pearl. Hmm. Um, you led a lot of people down a foolish path, had everyone waving their hands in the air and thinking that they were healing. And how could you waste everyone's time and, 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 and focus on that? You have to go back and live your life over 600 times. And I thought, all right, not really very exciting. But what was worst case scenario B? What was the other option? I die, we show up wherever we go. St. Peter, whoever's there, opens the book, finds my name, Eric Pearl, Eric Pearl, Eric Pearl, and says, hmm, we gave you an opportunity. An opportunity to really share a gift that even though you didn't necessarily have any external guarantees, had the possibility even just the possibility of changing people's lives, of bringing humanity, maybe the universe, to a new level, and you didn't do it. You didn't do it because you were afraid. You mm -hmm. didn't do it because you were afraid of what might happen to your income. You didn't do it because you were afraid of what others might think. You didn't do it because you were afraid of whether you were good enough. You didn't do it because you were just expletive afraid. And in that moment, it came to me that was the answer I couldn't live with. That was the answer I couldn't live with. And I refuse to make my choice from a perspective of fear, lack, limitation, anything surrounding that. That's my answer. I can't, nor do I propose to give you or anyone your answer. But you know what? I hope I can present you with a concept for a question just to ask yourself. Dr. Eric Pearl, thank you so much for joining us. Again, a uh, book I can't recommend highly enough, The Reconnection. You can also go to thereconnection.com, and I'd strongly advise that uh, because uh, for at least for the time being, uh, you can check and you've got Zoom gatherings where you're just inviting everybody together, no charge, uh, and uh, offering some great wisdom. I mean, not only that, I mean, even if you miss that by the time you listen to this or watch this, uh, there are a lot of great, a uh, lot of great video content and other content on your website. And again, that's all at thereconnection.com.
Com. As Dr. a matter of fact, Josh, let me just share one last thing. Yeah, oh, and, oh, and the portal. Oh my gosh, which I've just started, which is amazing. Oh, do you uh, but you know, on the website, you can learn more about that program, which is sure. really incredible. If you really want to build that foundation, uh, and, and and you'll see what that's all about. Uh, it's that's, incredible so far. But the other thing I was going to add is that um, we're planning um, maybe somewhere in the next few weeks to a month to um because the portal will show you a little bit about how to facilitate distance sessions because you're at home mm -hmm. um and um jillian and i because we facilitate distance sessions here as well as many of our practitioners around the world are planning on maybe giving um, a little zoom gathering on how to really optimize your ability to do reconnective healing distance sessions for others as well so we'll um make that shareable too Wonderful. Wonderful. We'll give Jillian my regards, your partner, and uh, Dr. Eric Pearl, again, thank you so much for joining. This has been wonderful. Did you enjoy that, listeners? I've been logging in the transcripts for Podhacker, who unfortunately had a boating accident involving some jellyfish. But if you want to help me in spying on Josh, then subscribe to this podcast and go to upmyinfluence.com. This is Morse Code, over and out. Think of, you know, maybe um, maybe not now if you're kind of been in too close a quarters, but think of when you first met your spouse or your partner. <laughs>